Chris Black. I am Jason. Today is Thursday, aka Friday. Chris, how are you? Oh man, I'm great. It's a beautiful day in LA today. Both of us are camped inside doing our little work thing. Um, yeah, man. You know, unfortunately, I'm not outside on the tennis court. Uh, I'm not tanning. Uh, I'm not. You know, I'm not at the beach. Are you able to take little outdoor breaks though, and get a little vitamin D, Joe Rogan style? You already know I'm getting that hard vitamin D every every time I get a chance, bro. Um, good, good, good. Yeah, I'll choke on the vitamin that's, D that's if all, you let me. That's all you need. <laughs> I was gonna say that's all you need to cure COVID, but then you mentioned choking on the vitamin D, and I, I and now I sense that you're feeling a little more cat-like and spicier than normal. So I have to kind of readjust today's game plan to a more a saucier strategy. When am I not feeling spicy, Jason? You've known me for a long time. I'm a pretty spicy cat. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> this, much like the Scoville scale, there is a spice spectrum, Chris. That's a good point. Just, we have to recalibrate a little bit, which is exciting. And this is not, this is what we call in the industry a good problem. I understand. Okay. Cause I'm, I am feeling a little, um, a little funny today after receiving my first dose of the cursed COVID 19 vaccination. So you are, you're a vaxxed up shorty, is what you're saying. Unfortunately, yeah, I had to. Once, look, I'm not exaggerating. Once they announced that travel to Europe would require the card, I, I went and scheduled an appointment that day. I'm not even being, I'm not even being funny. So, no, I mean, nobody. Nobody thinks that you're speaking <laughs> facetiously at all. I mean, uh, more people are still in shock that you got the ouchie at all. But, you know, this is, yeah, this so is progress. The I, hate effect. To, I hate to waste our valuable podcast time on vaccination talk because it is the lowest form of conversation. Um, it has taken over it is weather, unless, weather talk. Unless, it is unless you got the vaccination i'm a little more interested in what's going down i went to a local cvs location on coanga dirty it was nice and dirty um but again process was smooth baby i was in and out and of course i didn't wait the full 15 minutes because it was a little antsy so i did make it 10 minutes in the chair i did not uh go go into shock or have a seizure okay so after you got it because it was different when i got it i was in the car so we we were physically blocked like there was a roadblock that wouldn't let us drive out of there for, and we were locked in for whatever, 15, 20, half an hour. I don't know. So, but when you're at CVS, you're able to just walk out of there if you want to Patriot style. Yeah. I mean, as a Patriot, I mean, I did a combo, Jason, you know what I mean? I, I sat for long enough to know I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. And then I hopped in the whip, I hopped in the whip and zoomed over to Larchmont Boulevard to get a, a celebratory cold brew. You checked all your vitals. Everything seemed on the up and up. Blood pressure was good. Yeah. I looked at my, I looked at, I looked at, I looked at my Apple watch health uh, application and it seemed, it said, you're not going to die. Get in the car. Don't tease me like that, Chris. Even, d- even though the Apple watch <laughs> does have that feature, I still don't believe you. I think you might be making that up, Chris. <laughs> oh, I might be kidding. I'm sorry. I'm bad. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. So now, and now, you know, I didn't sleep well. I'm feeling a little groggy today. My workout was unfortunately not a 10 of 10. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you weren't expecting to hit some PRs today anyway, I'm assuming. I was not expecting to hit some PRs today. I mean, tomorrow morning, I'm seeing my temporary trainer, uh, Ryan, at, at 7 15 a.m., a nice early call. Well, you know, we know so much about our favorite trainer in the world hunter but i don't know if we know anything about this new floozy that you've <laughs> dug in off the streets chris is there 
give you know run me through just a little hit list i need a scene report of this man's body his training practices i've only worked with him and also his mental i've only worked with him a few times but so far so good i mean his training style is is like no rest which i kind of like so he leaves me absolutely gassed um we're of course focusing on the back chest and abs um leg day is kind of my own thing <laughs> leg day is my own thing that's 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 a red flag in the industry well no i do i do a, i do a series of rack squats as well as deadlifts um just just mm-hmm. on my own time because i only see ryan monday and friday so um Got it. Got he's like it. a he's like a good looking early 40s salt and pepper um been doing it a long time i believe he played college football so basically me if i had some grace which i don't yeah 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 exactly you don't a little have any shorter gra- uh yeah of course a little shorter but who isn't yeah, um but so far the energy is high i like it he's he's got the knowledge um but he's yeah i mean the no rest thing is is i, I just feel like i'm absolutely getting every every ounce of juice squeezed out of me and you you guys don't discuss any nutrition stuff it's only it's only body yeah i think nutrition's extra you know what i'm saying <laughs> that, that ain't on the menu <laughs> No, no, I don't think, I mean, I think some people care about that. I mean, I think some trainers are, are, you know, good at that. Some trainers are not, are, are not even good. I think it's like care or focus on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's understood, like, don't eat like shit or this ain't going to work, King, um, which I respect. There are some people where you can't eat like shit and it works, though, but we are not those people. Well, this summer, Jason, once, once your knee is rehab, baby, we're going to be out in these streets because, I mean, I need to see you back in physical, phys- top physical form, and I'm here to help usher that that the the new TJ era into existence. Oh, really? I do need some help. I know you do. Um, I have a bunch of equipment on my Amazon <laughs> wish list that I can't afford. Please, sir, if you're able to. I think you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to post that in your in your bio, and then an older <laughs> gentleman will buy that for you in hopes that he can have sex with you later. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Look, I can't take any money out of Callaway's pocket, though, Chris. <laughs> oh god yeah if you're if you're listening to this podcast for the first time because you found us through our good friend cc caroline calloway welcome go ahead and turn it off now because you're gonna hate it <laughs> no 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 okay we will bring a few more people on does, does her fan base have a name like the swifties or, or, the, or oh I, i'm not cl- I'm, I'm not totally clear on that actually i didn't i didn't unfortunately i didn't do my yeah, I mean, there's a good chance that they don't have a name at all, but I was just hoping that they might have a clever little, a fun, fun little pun, you know? I'm sure, I'm sure we could find that out if we took... Cowgirls, something like that. Oh, I like what you did there. Jason, you're so smart, man. Have you ever thought about doing some agency work on the branding side of things? Well, I've said it before. I am a specialist in light load ideation. <laughs> <laughs> light load, it sounds you know, like, sounds like, also sounds like your gym approach, so you better watch it. If you're in the market for some inconsequential research but yeah other otherwise otherwise we're going to get you fit there's a new billy eilish song that someone described as david gray core which is very interesting to me david gray core i haven't yeah i mean she looks good in the new photo though. i don't really like the look it's a little too 50s pinup for me um but uh, i do i guess i like that she's blonde you like the green a little bit more i don't like the green that's for fucking sure we you know chris is anti so, so you're you, you you prefer the hair color you like you like the switch to blonde but you don't love the fact that it's sort of like a, a 50s the the aesthetic of the yeah, photo the i, I just don't of the photo you you disagree with me. i just don't love when like you're not bowie i i'm just not into like the full switch of shtick for every album i, I just don't believe it from someone like her you know what i mean Right, right, right. I mean, are there any modern people who's who you do believe it? Not really. No. I mean, I guess I, I 
I mean, it's also I can't think of other people who do it. That this is like such an obvious one. Like everyone does. I mean, Gaga does it. Gaga, I believe it. Gaga, I believe it. That's a good point. Gaga. Katy Perry does it. The width of her dreads varies with every album. That's a good. That's a good point. She changes the dreads. She dip dyes them every once in a while. But the there's a, yeah, there's tons of variation. Willow Smith. She's in her new metal phase. Everyone's doing it. I don't believe any of those except Gaga, a true artist, the most important artist of our generation, some would say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She's a master. I mean, you know, I, I love Gaga in every phase, but I really loved her in her, um, you know, I, I, of course, loved her in her acoustic Mark Ronson phase, um, which others did not seem to enjoy yeah. as much. Joanne Hive stand up. It comes as no surprise. I don't I don't believe Bi- Billy, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm going to listen to the song, but I'm going to save that for how long on radio every Saturday on Spotify. That's right. Believe it or not, it's better than wearing some airbrush Gucci basketball shorts, though, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, her looks were some of the worst of all time, um, and so I, mm-hmm. I can only hope that 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 period is over. But who knows? Maybe the hair is blonde and the looks are different, but the looks are still bad. That's possible. Yeah, does that period have a name? You know, like a, how an art movement might. Oh, oh, I thought you <laughs> like the expressionist period, or the <laughs> the blue period. Or I thought you meant like before right. cri- before Christ and after death is, is more how. I'd- Honestly, either apply. It's true. It's, it's really true. But the thing is, no matter what we think about Billie Eilish's clothes, hair, or music, she will continue to rake in millions and millions of dollars from her dedicated fan base, and we will just keep, continue to podcast. And we will continue to rake in five and six figures. Don't worry. <laughs> yes, it's nothing it's, to sneeze at. No, it's nothing to sneeze at. These these Whole Foods bills have to get paid. You know what I mean? Somehow. Yeah, and you know, and thanks to Biden, you know, she's just going to get taxed more. We're really the winners in the end of the day. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't watch Biden's little speech last night. We can talk about that with our guests, though, because people were talking about it. We'll like, talk why? about it. Well, I want to main with our guests. I mainly want to talk more about kind of dive deeper into Billy's evolution, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. not only musically but also aesthetically. Yeah, our, our guest today is is my buddy, uh, an Atlanta local, Charles Bethay, who is a staffer at the New Yorker. What a southern name! You know what I mean? It's very cool. He does some deep investigative reporting. Um, a lot of that centers on kind of like politics in the South, which obviously took center stage uh, in the last year. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's done a bunch of talk of the town pieces. He also worked at Outside Magazine and lived in Santa Fe, which is a pretty wild thing to do at a young age. But yeah, anyway, he's contributed to Grantland, The New Republic, Wall Street Journal, GQ, Rolling Stone, and Wired. He likes Elmir much like I do. If you're in Atlanta, you already know the vibes. Never heard of that. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't get to go there for a burrito, but it's the, it's the best. It, it's it's different than California, but some would say better. Oh, so this is a restaurant. No, it's a it's a restaurant and artist. It's a it's a it's more of a bar that has food. You could still smoke in it until very recently. My whistle is wet. You know they're the they're the inventor of the Grizz, which is that mini Corona with a tequila shot in the neck. Remember I told you about that. <laughs> what are you sure they're the inventor? No, no, they're definitely not. No, 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 no. Okay. Actually, no. Okay. <laughs> That was the first time your virgin eyes saw this creation that was clearly not invented in the state of Georgia. Unfortunately, that was introduced after I stopped drinking as well. So. No shade, no shade to the to your fine state, but you know it seemed like a little bit. Of, it seemed like a little bit of shade, Jason. Okay, well, we need it today. Well, let's um, let's give Charlie, let's give Charlie, Charlie B a call. It looks like uh, looks like Chris isn't the only one with the Fauci fog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying out a new thing with the bandanas here. 
Do you have, you don't have to put the mask on during the podcast during your private. <laughs> okay, home. well, this is actually for style. Uh, I guess that wasn't obvious. Uh, oh, okay, is that a is that a vintage Charlotte Hornets bandana? <laughs> it, it has the same color story. I got it. You're right. It does look that way. I got it uh, in New Mexico recently, and uh, I don't know the story. It's just a good looking bandana. Are you are you using this as a mask substitute when you're out in public? Have you tried that yet? Because I didn't think that worked very well for me. No, I think this is simply cosmetic flair. It is. And I actually I just discovered finally a mask that doesn't fog my goggles, which I, I, I do wear when I go outside. Dog fog. These, these goggles. Yeah, no, I understand as I'm, I'm suffering from success yeah. as well with four eyes. And I, um, yeah, I have not found that. But at this point, you know, I'm counting down the days so we don't have to wear a mask. So I'm not looking to purchase it. I'm not waiting to purchase any more. You know what I mean? I'm trying to wean off. Yeah. In all seriousness, though, are you guys are you guys vaccinated? I well, we just talked about it. I just got mine yesterday, the first one. Nice. How are you feeling? Not great, but not terrible. I mean, I was going to put it off. And- the world had to force his hand to get it, though. That's sort of the backstory on this. I one, wasn't chomp. I wasn't chomping at the bit, Charles. But I also knew that if I wanted to, you know, uh, dip my toes in the Mediterranean. Um, then it was going to be required. There's, there's various menswear festivals that occur in parts of Europe, and if Chris isn't there, then you know what is what is life. Did and it? It didn't even in happen. Order to, Fair enough. In order in order to hit, you know, various international airports, he would he had to do it, and and that's what moved the needle. Fair enough, man. I just wasn't concerned. That was really what it was. It wasn't. I just was like, I'll get it when I get it. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm the least at risk person. I'm one of the the very un. He has a very sick body, so you understand that <laughs> inside and out. Sick, super sick. Um, yeah, I actually ha- I had COVID. I don't know if I told you this, Chris. I had COVID in January. Not to, not to take it down a notch. No, here, no, but- no. This is good. This is good. <laughs> I can do twenty on that. Were you fucked up? Uh, no, it wasn't too bad. But my, my point in bringing it up is that when you get the vaccination, if you've had COVID, you may have heard this. It's a lot worse. It's sort of like, I don't know why, but it brings back not, not the full feeling of malaise, but like at least half. I've heard that. I've heard that. How bad did you feel or was it, was it okay? Um, I just felt like extra, extra grumpy, tired. Um, you sound like Jason you know, when he does this shitty. podcast with me. That's interesting. I, I the same side effects. Some <laughs> some people think the lethargy is kind of hot, and I try to play that up. <laughs> I feel like we should. See, I feel like we should see Jason. I like to look you in the eye, man, when we talk. Yeah, he's a he's a real journalist, Jason. I keep my camera <laughs> muted because uh, I I record the, on the on mine as well, just to. It's cool. Just a real quick peek to see, what, no, you're, I'll go. Just to see I'll... what you're wearing. Just to see. What oh you're wow, he's in his tennis whites today. I'm in my tennis whites today. I was at the. I was just at the gym. Yeah, I realized working out at the gym with a polo shirt makes me feel real extra old and extra white. No, that's very Euro to me. That's like the Euro guy shows up with the Montclair polo at the gym. <laughs> that does. You're not helping. I, I haven't. I haven't set foot in the gym in, in a year. How was it? Have you been going? I just start. I just joined like a week ago and. Right now, it, it's truly amazing. I know that it's going to be there's like a, an expiration date on how amazing this is going to be. But when I go to the gym, it's like me and seven other people in the whole entire gym. Like there's there's 50 treadmills and it's me and one other person, and it's so it's great. So that part, but wearing a mask while you're pumping that cardio sucks, big dick. Yeah, uh, uh, it's it's truly impossible. It, it's like really bad. Like I did some wild like. Yeah dark days berries classes in new york where it was like wearing a mask on the like 
it's just disgusting. It's just like people wearing like plastic gloves on the treadmill and shit. It's like this is just not how it's supposed to. This is like doesn't work really. It is the reality. It just doesn't work. Chris, you know, you know the obviously the, the belt line. Have you run on the belt line ever? Oh, I ran it when I was in Atlanta for for over the holidays. I ran it a couple times a week, two or three times a week. Yeah, I liked it a lot. There's a guy who pre pre pandemic was where it was like the full Darth Vader. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, like the bane like mask. the oxygen deprivation thing. I looked into it. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't do anything except for make it harder to breathe. Like you don't get any benefit from <laughs> no, it. You yeah. don't you don't develop cum gutters on your lungs. <laughs> a 12 pack in my lungs my lungs are fucking shredded right it's now. well i think it's i think it's like it's akin to altitude training i would imagine or that's the idea that's the idea does altitude training work no that's see that's the argument i looked into all this because i i uh i want to brag for a second i've climbed a really big mountain i climbed a twenty-one thousand foot mountain once Oh yeah, and Chris I, climbed the mountain of sobriety, yeah. but you don't see him bringing <laughs> yeah. it. Have you ever climbed out of a mountain of cocaine? Then we can talk later. That's a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I have not. I'd like to hear about. That. I would like to hear about. So that. where was this mountain? Um, where was this mountain? So twenty. You said twenty thousand so, feet tall. Twenty twenty one thousand. So it's the biggest volcano on Earth. It's in Chile. Shit. And uh, so this is back when I did more travel writing. But it, before before doing that, it was a sponsored trip. And before doing it, I was looking into these masks and like these oxygen deprivation chambers that you can sleep in, where you can simulate being at twenty thousand feet. Those are like twenty grand. Um, the masks are cheaper, but that's how I, that's how I know the masks actually. <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> so what 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 happens to you when you're at twenty thousand feet? Is it is it truly harder to breathe? Uh, yes, it's really harder to breathe. And in my case, though, the greater concern was it was really cold. And as I wrote in the story about this trip, I, I was genuinely concerned that the tip of my dick was going to get frostbite. <laughs> was that going to be frozen urine or semen? Neither, just the, the flesh. Just, man. Okay, just <laughs> just the sweat, just dick sweat. Like, I'll just you know, yeah. In order for something to freeze, so the flesh itself was going to freeze. It wasn't going to be flesh. Yeah, frostbite. It wasn't going to be a cum icicle. Is kind of where I was heading with that. Got it. All right. So you you thought you're going to get frostbite on your dick? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's kind of hard for me to fathom you taking it in the direction of cum because when you're that high <laughs> and that cold, it's really really hard to get a boner. Yeah. I got- <laughs> Well, now you understand my line of questioning, don't you? Is this mic on? By the way, are we live? Oh, we're very live. Yeah, this we're is this is, this is what we live. This know, is what we live for. So you, yeah. so you. Yeah, okay. okay, so difficult to maintain an erection is pretty much the only downside of altitude, is what we're saying. And the breathing gets a little tougher. So, so I'm there. I've just to paint the, the sort of the heroic picture yeah, here of me. I was, I was like, I was one thousand feet away from the top. The rest of my crew, my brother and four friends, photographers, they'd all headed back because it was too fucking cold and windy. It was, I mean, it was truly like it was miserable. But I was there to write about it, and I didn't want to. What was the what was the story? What was the pitch on the? What was the pitch on the story? Just so the pitch was the pitch was riding a like like pushing a, a specialized mountain bike. They sponsored the trip, so pushing specialized bikes up the biggest volcano on earth and then riding them down <laughs> shit dude i mean that sounds amazing but to have to do that on a specialized sounds tough <laughs> <laughs> they make great bikes <laughs> the mountain though it turned out not not to be uh ideal for for mountain biking down it was like most volcanoes very uh sandy and sooty and you couldn't get much traction but anyway i'm the last i'm the last guy heading up this thing with the guide who speaks basically just spanish 
I speak almost no Spanish and I'm tr- at the time and I'm trying to convey to him that I think my dick is about to freeze off. <laughs> so I'm doing it just through, you know, hand gestures. Mm-hmm. And he, he definitely understood what I was talking about, but th- gave me very little sympathy and just encouraged me to put like extra socks as padding around my my crotch. Jesus. So that's what I did. This does not sound like a pleasant ordeal, I will say. It wasn't, but you know, it's I'm talking about it now as the story. So. Yeah, but you made it. So you made it through and you made it to the top. I made it up. Made it up, made it down, um, wrote about it, got to keep the bike. What's the time? What's the time frame on this? Like, how long did this take? Like, like the up and down. So this was a ten, this was a this was a ten day expedition. So, I mean, it was it was real. Like, okay, so you have ten days worth of gear, and you're also pushing a mountain bike the whole time. Well, not exactly. So we we set off from the nearest city in like the, the equivalent of land Land Rovers with drivers and all of our gear they drive us up to like ten thousand feet we sleep a night there by a lake we like acclimate there we do the same thing every day you go up two thousand feet up oh, 2, okay okay feet. okay but eventually the i mean the truck can't go all the way so like the truck stops at like 14 which is you know as high as any mountain in america stops there we sleep we try to sleep there sleep becomes like sort of sleep in quotes mm-hmm. and Oof. you know like at that point we still have seven thousand feet to, to walk with the bikes so that takes place over the last three or four days. Are you? Are, are the bikes? Are the bikes Damn, like like assembled, fully assembled, or you got like, or you have it strapped to your back somehow? You're literally pushing it. it literally pushing. Um, I mean, they were obviously strapped in the in the in the vehicle, yeah. but it would have been really nice. Specialized had like a sweet mountain bike that broke it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, what I was looking for. You know, you or you blow it up or something. But would have been yeah. perfect for this application. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did a little bit of high out, very small altitude, like hiking around when I was in Bogota, and I I did a lot of coca leaf action. Did you <laughs> oh, do any of that nice. in the in the in the? Right, we're circling back to cocaine in the land of Chile. Yeah, yeah. That we always we always do that here on the podcast. Um, I, I have no, no, no. I have. That's that's uh, yeah, that's legit. That works. It really does work. I mean, I didn't. It's, I didn't like start buying packs of Parliament lights and talking about starting a band. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I feel a little bit better. <laughs> can you explain? Can you nice, guys explain yeah. to me what the, I've only I've 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 never done that. You just put it in the back of your mouth and chew it. Correct. Yeah. You just sort of let it sit there like dip. Shockingly, shockingly, I have not dipped um, uh, or or I really haven't. I, I always was told that if you mess up, it makes you really sick. Like if you swallow it, you just like throw up. I mean, you get sick regardless of what you swallow. <laughs> it's, it's pretty disgusting. I mean, the first, right? Like the first few times. Have you tried it, Jason? I've, I've, I've probably tried it once or twice and like I didn't. I, I didn't do it long enough to understand the whole process. Like I, I understand cigars now, but that took like ten cigars to really like understand the enjoyment of it. With the dip, I was it was always just like this is a hard sell. You know what I mean? Well, with the cigar, at least with a cigar, like you're not if you're doing it properly, you're not inhaling. But with the, yeah. the fucking dip, like you're swallow you are swallowing. The, yeah, but the I want to inhale. That's that's the problem. I always fight. I'm always <laughs> fighting against that. Yeah. He was ta- he was taught to inhale. Put something else in the cigar. Yeah, you go ninety percent out, and you keep ten percent just for yourself. <laughs> and then you know, advanced know. users can go eighty five fifteen. There's a whole Reddit thing as well. I do love you know getting when I when I land at Hartsfield Jackson and I'm walking through the terminal. I always catch a couple of Dr Pepper bottles with a little sediment at the bottom that guys have the the thought of the thought of carrying a bottle of your own spit around it's the same reason i will never have a dog i'm not i'm not gonna pick up shit off the ground like i'm just not gonna do it we saw that when we were traveling just a couple weeks ago when we went to indianapolis there was a pack of good old boys waiting to get on the next flight to fucking 
whatever, and somebody dropped their Dasani that was a quarter full of brown. And I'm like, bro, you're like, you can't just hang out in the airport for 38 minutes without <laughs> dipping. Like, dude, the, the, the syrup, this isn't that illegal? The surreptitious, like attempted surreptitious <laughs> little dip move. It's just like such a weird move. Yeah. It is. It's, it's like, it's, it, it's obvious. It, you can't hide it because it's weird. Like, what are you doing with your little move towards the thing that's not drinking? <laughs> yeah, no, true. When you, when you, know? you, when I see you, when I see you dip your head, no pun intended, and move towards, move towards a bottle, yeah. I expect to see a tip up yeah. versus a continue to lean down. Yeah. So it, is, it is a process. Right. So we keep watching. Yes, exactly. We, yeah, we, Jason yeah, and I w- went to, went to, I don't know. Have you, have you been to, to the middle of America in a while? When's the last time you ventured to the, to the center? I drove through the exact center. I don't know what that is, but I drove through the center, uh, six months ago. Yeah. We, we hadn't, probably. Jason and I went to Indianapolis to check on our, our coffee production. And when there was a layover in Phoenix and Dallas, uh, well, you know, one one on the way there, one on the way back, yeah. and I just really hadn't seen. I hadn't been in like a busy airport full of like Blue Lives Matter types in a very long time. And Jason and I were both a little spun out. I think just like it was overwhelming to see that many yeah. T-shirts with what were the what, what Jason? We saw some real highlights. They're, they're, the the branded T-shirts were on the armband. It's like two flags and like two guns as a, like like a skull and crossbones, but the bones are like AR-15s, and the skull is like a flag with you know like a certain amount of stars that lets you know the time that america was good in their in their mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, yeah it'll just say like you know i wish a motherfucker would try and take <laughs> this or like come and come yeah. and take this one joe or you'd think they'd be excited about adding one more star to the flag <laughs> why are they not yeah like, that is more conf- more stars that is confusing that seems There's to such be a like- thing it, it kind of messes with the feng shui if you ask me back <laughs> back in the 1700s when it was just a ring of 11 that's, that was beautiful. That was, America, that was beautiful. I agree. But it's a it's a quantity it's a quantity thing. Yeah, you're right. Don't we just want more? America, we want more. We want more. More stars. Yeah, man. yeah, for more America. Stripes. That's true. Like, but those give, I, give us more. It was just an interesting because I I guess that like I forget that there's places in America that have people like the South that are not the South. Do you know what I mean? Like that that is a type of yeah. person. Oh, yeah. And I think it may be even worse in Arizona now, I'm realizing. Like Arizona might be crazier than, than I ever anticipated because I've never been there. It's almost like we live in a silo over here in LA and New York. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. You're right. I know, I know. It's crazy. It costs twice as much to live in this beautiful bubble. And I never want to fucking leave it. That's what we're paying extra for. I do think there's some truth to that. I do think there's some truth to that. You guys you guys need a red state correspondent. We do need a red state correspondent. That's a good that's kind of what this call's about, Charlie. <laughs> oh shit. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You clearly haven't read my work because it, it's it's recently turned purple. It's recently turned purple, my man. It so purple, what is, is what is purple what does purple mean to you exactly? Periwinkle, lavender. <laughs> no, no, i I understand that it's a color. I mean <laughs> I mean the combination so, so because What is purple? That's a great question. Oh no. I mean I, I know about the purple because I'm from Orange County and it's been always a super red area. Yeah. And then, you know, because of yeah. a lot more of the immigrant population, younger people, more liberals, and it it, mm-hmm. it switched over. And it's like it's purple when it's like it's a red, but it's blue. But it's like it's a it's a blue invading on the red. Is that what it means? Basically, that blue is encroaching on red and making making headway. Is that what purple that that phrase in this case means? Yeah, I'm not I'm not a a chemist or whatever (laughs) the expert on. We're we're speaking politically though. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to guess. (laughs) Yes, yes. I think. No, I've had like serious conversations about this very question. I mean. 
people are really excited to say that Georgia is a blue state now, but that's obviously not true. Yeah. Like both, mm-hmm. both recent elections were incredibly, incredibly close and arguably could have gone the other way mm-hmm. um, here. So it's a state that it's like it's a toss up state. Mm-hmm. It is definitely trending blue. So I think we can, we can say it's not a red state anymore, but to call it blue is to be kind of a little, a little uh, optimistic Pollyanna. Yeah. You, you won, you won a game. You didn't won, win the series. Yes. Thank you. Sports metaphors. Wow. Jason, I, 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 forget, really sports. I, I forget that you know anything about sports or metaphors for that matter. No, you love, you love <laughs> metaphors. You're a proven metaphor cat. That's pretty much all I've got actually. That that's that that is true. I didn't. I, I guess I didn't. The term purple. I don't. I, I feel like people just kind of skip over that. That's why I wanted some clarity. I feel like like you're saying most people just go straight. Purple's my color, man. It's also my color. Yeah, me so. too. What? Yeah. When I, when I was a kid, uh, I I never had a favorite <laughs> color when I was a kid. And when you, when you're a child, everyone asks you those dumb questions like, "What's your favorite color? How old are you? Whatever." And I was great question. And I'd always say purple because I had to give some. I was sick of saying I don't know, and people would give you a funny look when you say I don't know. Yeah. Grape flavored candy was my favorite candy, and it was always purple. So, oh. bro, I just what? started saying purple, and go. now I identify it with the purple. Purple mafia. candy was your favorite? That is <laughs> fucked up, man. That's weird. Do you do you use the do you use the grape flavored blunt wrappers too? <laughs> Great question, you- Charles. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah Charles. that's a sweet smell i never get sick of but jason has been to a quick trip i'm i think i'm the i think i'm the first person oh, to take boy. him to one but i don't know mm-hmm. if purple might be the worst possible flavor if i had to pick a bad pick one i don't want i think purple would be up there wait wait wait, wait. no way so you get you get a roll of starbursts or a, a, a square of starbursts there's red there's yellow there's blue there's purple there's green Purple. Purple is not at the bottom. Purple is last. And gr- well, actually, green might be last because that's a that's usually an apple flavor, which I also find disgusting. But purple, yeah. no, red is always number one, and then pink is obviously second, the cousin to red, and then we just go down from there. I'm with you, and then we just with go down you. from there. Yeah, but I don't want to be a basic person, you know. I want to zig instead of zag. This is not I, about. I didn't get is... into this life to. <laughs> but in your heart, you are who you are. Man. Exactly, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to take a different path, just like the specialized mountain bikes that I enjoy every day. <laughs> man i hope specialized You're, they're getting more plugs right now than they did after the, that story after I wrote the- we've done more for big specialized than your article ever did did you do yeah, did you do yeah. a bunch of when you were at outside did you do a bunch of crazy shit like that yeah. was it a lot of like experiential kind of like participatory journalism that's what I. That was like what I was really hoping to do. That was my goal. Like that was the. That was the. Instead, top instead, you had to write about journey. fishing shirts twice a month. Is that? Did mostly data entry. Actually, a lot of spreadsheet stuff. Mostly admin work. I was like really excited when I when I got the opportunity to like field test some trekking poles. Yeah. Like that was that was super. I was stoked about that. Uh, Lakey, if you want to know, Lakey, L-E-K-I, the best trekking I've never, out. unfortunately, in my daily commuter life, I don't have a lot of need for trekking poles. But we, I do unfor- I do see people using those on hikes here in L.A. that you could do on your hands and knees. So I don't really understand why they why they have them, but it seems like it's just an affectation. Uh, no, I think I think there's a legitimate there's a legitimate reason. Like I so I I hiked the uh, humble brag here. I hiked the whole Appalachian Trail when I was. It's not humble. That's just a brag, I guess. Um, when I was 20 years old, and I, I, I did, I did use the poles, and like I talked to a lot of folks who out there who used them across that whole journey. Yeah, and they save it. If you're older, like they really save your knees. Jason, you hear that? It, this it, might be good. For, this might be good for you. A lot of weight off your knees. Jason, you need to get some of these for the mall. 
even if you're just kind of doing some flat line cross country stuff, if you're just going to be walking a long, t- long time, those help you just save some of those balancing muscles just to keep you upright? I wouldn't. I mean, unless you're carrying a lot of weight in your back, I don't think you need them for a flat walk. Yeah. But if you're going up and like the, the AT is, is pretty, pretty up and down rocky. And like, I have, I have like kind of shitty um, ankles. And so they, they help sort of keep me upright. Let's talk about this little, cause you know, my, my brother-in-law, his big claim to fame is he hiked the Appalachian trail. He loves to bring it up. Appa, Appa, can I get you to say Appalachian with me? Appalachian. You said, sorry, Appalachian. You said Appalachian. What am I supposed to say? Uh, Appalachian. Appalachian is what you say if you're from south of the Mason. Oh Dixon. shit! Appalachian, Appal- So you've just spent a lot of time north of the Mason. I, damn, I understand. Thank you for bringing me back down. You're going to have to excuse my city folk co-host here. <laughs> <laughs> so you, but did you do this alone? Appalachian. Did you do it alone? I did. So I did, but that that's like the first question people have. But it's like you're you're always out there with tons of other people. So it's not, mm-hmm. you don't it's feel like going it's to Coachella not. alone. You're going to find some buddies. You're going to meet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Coachella. You're going like to meet friends on the trail. Another tough word to pronounce as well, Charles. That's a good point. That's a good point. Coachella. Coachella. <laughs> what was your, what? So was this a, was this a physical and spiritual journey or, or was this like, was this a finding yourself moment or is this just like, I want to prove that I can do uh, this. He was doing it for college credits. Probably. <laughs> No, not college credits. I mean, just, just trying to like, I was just a little, a little bored in my, after my sophomore year and had read Bill Bryson's book, A Walk in the Woods. And was like, if this fat guy, half of it, I can do the whole thing. And, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I hoped there would be some sort of spiritual uh, reward. I, I don't know that I really got one. I, it felt it was awesome to be in nature for that long, for four and a half How months. How long? I was about to say four uh, and a half months. Also like a, is a long the masochistic four and a half months yeah and that was moving quick actually i was doing like 20 miles a day 20 miles a day bro shit what were you eating fam cliff bars not enough man so i'm like (laughs) uh not enough i was eating a lot of ramen noodles so i'm a hundred like i'm a skinny dude you yeah yeah yeah. you're you're a slim cat 170 i'm 175 pounds six two like i got down okay now you're showing off now you're showing off okay so a six two 175 pounds <laughs> we, we get it okay <laughs> so you started off skinny then you dropped another 20 i'm just dropping just dropping stats man. so why why ramen noodles and not some goo baby because i was 20 years old and i didn't know what i was doing i didn't have i mean ramen noodles are cheap yeah that's true that's true I didn't read up enough but i was eat, i was by the end i was eating blocks of cheese like candy bars. <laughs> what Okay, when you're on this trail, are there like, are there like outposts that you can buy more buy more items and food? They're called they're called towns, and you, you do <laughs> run across them periodically. Okay. Um, if you're gonna tell, <laughs> I have not done the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> yeah, you're at least you're saying it. Right? Okay, yeah, right, right. So you so, so you so you'll do you know like I'm I'm gonna do like a week, and I'm out here in the wilderness, yeah. just me and and yeah. the big man upstairs, and then you'll stumble upon <laughs> you stumble upon a. You know, well, you're following a guidebook, and, and be like, and like, "Oh, it, look it, in the on the horizon, a Bojangles is is around the corner," and then you'll go go down into town. Bojangles, Bojangles. I'm yeah. sorry, I, I was I nerded out. I was like, I had my whole thing planned out where I had like food drops at post offices. Oh, that's good. That I would, you know, so like I I sent myself food ahead, and that worked for the first few months. Um, but I got kind of tired of the food I'd prepackaged, and so I stopped doing that and just kind of improvised. Mm-hmm. Going to towns, go to the all-you-can-eat buffet in the in the in the AT data book that you learn the the uh, the abbreviations. So all you can eat all you can eat is A Y C E. 
um, I came to love seeing that one in my data book. So the, hold on, this data book, this 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 is something that's been this is user generated content that's been put together by by. Uh, no, no, it's got an author. It's got a byline. Oh, okay, okay. It's just one guy. It's kind of a hiker's almanac for this. Essentially, yeah, but it's like super small. You can fit it in your pocket. You know, like like ounces and fractions of ounces become incredibly important when you're yeah. out there because you don't want to be carrying all this right. weight, right? So, so you get the smallest guidebook you can. You rip out the pages when you're done with them. You throw them away. You burn them. Oh, like, shit. I like that. Your, your, that's actually you that's your toothbrush in half, man. Really? Everything has at least two purposes. Dental floss is both for your teeth and also for uh, for stitching up things that rip. Yeah. So this is like me trying to shave some seconds off my quarter mile. Sure. Yeah. Every every ounce counts. Yeah. What do you run your quarter in? I he does not run. Uh, it, it, he looks like an ostrich with his head cut off if he starts running. He does <laughs> guys, shave. I'm talking about. I'm talking. I'm talking about the the Model Three, not me running. Oh, uh, he does shave his. He shaves his legs, but he I doesn't swim. I took all swim. the seats out. The whole thing. So I don't understand that okay. to shave time, but he shave time. No pun intended. Again, but the. Dude, that's I didn't shave crazy. My, I, so, I didn't shave my legs, but I guess this all makes sense. That, that's that. That reminds me of like the like the hobo language for like people who are train hoppers, mm-hmm. and they'll have the little markings on every town. Like you get off on the stop, and there'll be like etchings and posts of like this is a house where like the people who live here will like give you food and drink. Yeah, and like here's like bathrooms and like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't go to this town. They hate you here. You're actually you're actually dead. You're dead right. Like the because it is important to know you do cross through. You cross very close to some people's backyards who don't actually really enjoy seeing these yeah. hikers coming through. Some of whom are idiots yeah. and drunk. And so tell us where tell us where around. you started and where you finished, like state city wise. Georgia to Maine, the whole thing. Georgia to Maine. Okay, you did, yeah, but I didn't know if you started Georgia to Maine. Yeah, 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 I didn't. Yeah, man, it's a long way. It's that's four and a half months. Oh. Um, so it starts it starts about an hour and a half drive south uh, north of Atlanta. Yeah. So. Springer Mountain, Georgia. Yeah, okay. I've been there. I've actually been there before. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little mountain. Um, and it goes from... <laughs> that little mountain, that's cute goes, for you, Chris. Nice that little, little cute mountain. Is, that's <laughs> nice for you. That's cute for you. Well, the whole... The AT is full of cute little... Like, none of them are very big. They're all like... They're all less than 6,000 feet. So they're not anything like out west, but it's just constant up and down. Yeah. Um, so it's more cumulative elevation gain than you would think. Yeah. Even though you're not really... Out, like, you never need the... The oxygen, the oxygen tank. So um, I need to talk about your mental yeah. state because I, yeah, this man. sounds like a more. I mean, physically, of course, but at a certain point, at least for me, at a physical stuff, I can just like push through it a lot of time. Like in, unless my body like totally breaks down on me, I can just kind of like make myself do it and have the fortitude. But the the I mean, are you lonely? Or are you just linking up with other other hikers to mob out? Like, what's the vibe on a day to day basis? Is there a dating app for people on the trail? Yes, <laughs> there probably is now. I mean, so I did this. I did this just before, like before smartphones existed. Mm-hmm. So you had you. It was just you and your your Nalgene and your razor on the on the trail. Yeah. <laughs> not even a razor, man. It's bigger than that thing. <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i'm not i'm somebody i'm kind of an introvert and i don't mind being alone yeah and so i to the degree i was alone that was actually fine i i'm i made some friends but i was i was hiking at such a pace that like i didn't i wasn't the fastest dude out there by any means there were people blowing by me but like i was going at a pace where i didn't i didn't like go naturally with a lot of other people's sort of pace i see what you're saying you know you don't want to force it you don't want to just like be on somebody's heels for two weeks um, yeah that's true or like 
or have somebody on yours. So like you go at your own pace and you kind of like, you see people where you see them in town when you're doing your laundry or whatever, you just, what's up. So I'm actually only in touch with a couple people from that trip uh, still. I mean, it was, you know, 15, 17 years ago. You know, yeah, I was, I definitely got a little lonely. Um, I, I had a girlfriend at the time in college who came and met me for conjugal visits once a month. <laughs> Bro, that, nice. that is really lit. Hey, hey, babe, I got you. I got you an AirTran ticket to uh to, to Tennessee. If you just want to come through, you know that'd be great. It'd be in New Hampshire sometime in August. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I let me get some hit? I mean, it was kind. It was. I mean, it was kind of like I, I was. I was going to pay phones usually because I, I never had service on my little my cell phone. Going to pay phones, calling her and being like, Hey, I'm like two or three days away from X, Y, or Z. Can you show up and can you bring your mom's lasagna? Wow. Damn, that's, that's love. <laughs> she had, she was Italian and she was, she was, she was very loyal to me and, uh, and it didn't work out, but well, that's because, that's because you had a side chick and it's called the trail. And that's what, that's what happened. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's, I'm seeing somebody, babe. Her name's Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> She she did try to dissuade me from doing it before I before I, <laughs> I bet she did. I decided to do you it. You know you don't have to do this, right? <laughs> well, I met I, I met her after I'd already decided and bought the data book. So So you're saying yeah. what so so if, yeah, yeah. for example, if, if I the data book is not cheap. If I trick Jason into buying yeah. the data book, he has to then he just has no choice but to do it. <laughs> that that's the trick. It's my relationship to commitment. I like that. I think it's that's strong. That is moment. there is there anything is there anything comparable to this on the West Coast? Like is there something similar or is it, it is it's the John Muir Trail? So there is the Muir Trail, which is a bit shorter, and that's actually part of the larger Pacific Crest. It's not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> part of the no, no, no. The Pacific Crest Trail is longer than the AT. It, it's like oh, okay. three thousand miles. That's the one that was made famous by um, about a woman who finds herself on the trail. PC. It's actually a really good movie. I think you're talking about Eat, Pray, Love, which I have seen. Um, I didn't realize that was. No, it's called Wild. <laughs> It's called Wild. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild. That was big. It was Reese Witherspoon. She was like nominated for Oscars. Yeah. For that. Okay. Okay. I, yes, I didn't. Re- that's okay. What I'm saying. I didn't realize that's what that was about. So yeah. this. So it's the same. It's the same kind of thing. But does does the weather make a big difference because of the heat, or does it? Is it go? It's yeah. mostly Northern yeah, it's, California. No, it's a whole different set of challenges. I mean, you you do deal with a lot more loneliness on that trail because it doesn't go through as many towns. The East Coast obviously is packed with people yeah, and towns, yeah, yeah. and like it's hard to get away from it for better or worse. In the West, like you, you know, you're going through long stretches without seeing people. You need water caches. So like mm-hmm. you, you're relying, you're looking at your version of the data book and like you're relying on water being dropped in certain parts of the desert where there's just no water to be found. Over here in California, ain't nothing but steers and queers, brother. <laughs> it ain't easy. That is really fucking wild, man. I just don't. It is. I'm really yeah. not a guy who uh, likes the outdoors. I'm not compelled to spend any time outside, really, uh, unless it's by a pool or an ocean. Maybe. Are you too, are you two with nature? I am. I am two with nature. I am not one with nature. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I, but I I yeah. find it really. I, I just find that I would say the struggle and the the kind of conquering aspect to it is very interesting to me because I feel like there's no way to replicate that with like physical fitness or the other things that I would do to kind of satiate that need. So I think it's the, the draw to do that. Like, did your dad do this? Like, how did you like, why? <laughs> no, like me and my, me and my brother are both kind of that this way. He's, he's sur- surpassed me, I would say in terms of like a thirst for this kind of stuff. But uh, our father is like a very like, like s- super soft luck stuff. Hell yeah. My man. So, which I mean, I, I mean, I do too, but like, you know, it's uh hard days, soft nights or whatever. 
okay. <laughs> that, that, that was the tagline for like the, the editors at Outside Magazine who who uh, who like to go out hard during the day and then you know show up at like an eco resort. Or- do you think that? <laughs> do you think that? I mean, are we about to? We're about to see. A, I mean, if we're not already in the in the midst of like a big boom for that industry and this kind of stuff, correct? Because people are kind of like need that more than ever now like to connect with nature is that a real thing which thing the eco resorts or the trails no 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 no. the eco resorts are never going anywhere i just mean i just mean like outdoor being outdoors in general i feel like this is this stuff's going to get bigger than it ever has been i I feel like it will if people are if if it's true that people are leaving cities for a number of of both real and maybe imagined concerns um And they're gonna they're gonna be going places that are closer to nature. People keep I, saying I, this; I, these people are leaving the cities, but then you look at L.A. real estate market yeah. prices, and they are not. It seems like there's a high demand to be here for sure. And Atlanta too. I mean, Atlanta's it's it's crazy right now. It, it, I didn't real I didn't realize that. I, but I mean, it makes sense. I guess it's every city is probably experiencing that. Oh, it's it's pretty much crazy everywhere at this point. Yeah, don't. Don't look down at Atlanta, Chris. This is where you come from. I, I would never look. I would never. I don't need to purchase. I don't need to purchase a home. Oh, you know, we need to clear up an argument real quick that Jason and I were having bef- before okay. he joined us. Yeah. So we were talking about Elmir, um, a, a beloved Atlanta establishment. That Jason, oh, yeah. Jason, um, came to Atlanta during the holidays, and we didn't have a chance to go there. Um, and it, the the Grizz, which is a mini Corona with a shot of tequila poured into the neck. Where, where that is not original to Elmir, obviously. Where, where do you think that was birthed? Do you have any background on that? I'm sorry, I would just be guessing. I have no fucking clue. I was trying to give no them idea. It's got to be somewhere, you know, a Cabo San Lucas resort, uh, a place well, yeah, where <laughs> sounds like it. Sammy Hagar frequents, <laughs> yeah, or maybe an area near San Diego. I would say because it has to have a little bit of an American twang to it. Corona's more of an American beer than a Mexican beer at this point. But Chris, you're you're saying otherwise? No, no, I'm saying that I first witnessed it at Elmir, but I imagine that the the history is much richer than that. Jason and now suggesting that rich history is Sammy Hagar in San Diego, which is not maybe rich <laughs> isn't the word I would use, but interesting maybe is the, the, word the word rich history of of miniature Corona bottles for cocktail mixology purposes, Chris. Well, the first time that dates almost all the way back to 1996. The first time I went to the islands, I don't know where I was, but I was like, why are these beers so fucking? it's small i was like 20 and they're like oh it's because it gets so fucking hot like we literally make them smaller because it's so hot that you you if you have a regular 12 ounce beer or whatever huh. you'll be it'll get warm by the time you finish it if you're not guzzling I actually i never heard that that's before compelling. That that's is compelling jason stuff. you're not the only one that's a that's an influencer in the food and beverage space so just just understand that that i i do have <laughs> some product knowledge when it comes to to the food and beverage space you're no stranger to tipping them back I'm gonna I'm gonna get real qui- I'm gonna get real quiet if we go down the mixology train here because I don't know a lot about of making drinks. I tend to drink recently the uh, these little canned cocktails. If that's I don't know if that's cool. Or what not. what what brand are we talking about? On the rocks? I'd have to go to my. I don't even. I'd have to no, go check fine. like tip tip top maybe. Oh yeah yeah, that's the one with the something. nice packaging, right? It's like a cool. It's a cool can. It's really cool, and it's like it's actually really well done. Like five bucks. Um, I tend to do the, the old fashions. I like. I mean, I don't. I, we're not mixology people on this podcast whatsoever. So don't worry. Okay. Cool. Right, I'm starting to feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Chris doesn't drink at all, and I mean, I I do, but I have to, you know, do it about one once a week at this point. I have to. I had to really pump the brakes. Well, I was not able to reacclimate into the into the world just quite yet. 
now I'm uncomfortable being the one who drinks the most. Yeah, well, that's what we were going. That's what we were going for. Three or four drinks a week, which usually doesn't put me in that category. But well, you can you can uh, be okay because you're still in much better shape than the both of us pro- combined, most likely. So yeah, you're fine. Enjoy those. Cocktails. We only can, yeah, it's only them. it's only vanity based. It's the calories. I don't I don't. It's it's not about sobriety it, for Jason. It's definitely calories. He's got to watch everything because he hurt his knee, so he's not able to move very much right now and i'm kind of having to stay on top of his diet you know what i mean that's what friends are for yeah don't worry i had a whole bowl of steamed vegetables for dinner last night chris damn i'm proud of you fam that's good because i i feel like that's hard for you to do because because you're such a surgeon in the kitchen there's so many options available to you that steamed vegetables is is like a bowl of cereal to a layman you know you've seen like a chef the chef movie when when the chef comes home from his big day at the michelin restaurant he just wants to come home (laughs) or she and make a nice pb and j a macaroni and cheese you know what i mean so how'd you how'd you hurt your knee you weren't using your poles, I guess. Exactly. No, I, I kind of, I, I kind of hyperextended it playing tennis a couple months ago, and it just never. I didn't, I didn't rest it, and I just kind of kept playing through the pain. Yeah. And then it kind of became like a persistent thing that wouldn't go away. And now I'm doing like, I, I stopped playing tennis completely. I haven't played for like a month at least, and I'm doing acupuncture and a bunch of rehab stuff and knee injury workouts and stretches and all that shit. So are you familiar with tennis elbow? Oh yes. Yes. Have you had have you have you guys had it cuz I think I might have it right now even though I haven't played tennis in like 10 years. I've, you well unfortunately I have, you I have an you, elbow you might be getting it from too much typing king. Those word counts are getting higher and your elbow's getting m- more painful. How lonely are you out there, Charles? <laughs> on the trail, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's, I'm trying to get a serious, a serious take on my elbow injury. Okay. Here. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've had it, tennis. What does tennis elbow feel like? What does it feel like? I, I get, I get a little, I, I get a little pain on the inside of my elbow when I'm doing pull-ups or, or, yep. or doing too much bench pressing. I get, That's I get I'm a little bit about. of a strain kind of on the lower arm on the inside, on the inside back right here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right around there. I'm right in here. Yeah. It's, I can't tell if it's bone or tendon or what, like, are you doing anything different? I yeah, I got a TRX system actually oh, nice. a few months ago with my with my with my Condé Nast Fitness stipend. Hold on, and, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Now, yeah. now you're gonna force me to give Jason those, those, a, that sentence of words is very cool. How long gone? I'm gonna have to give Jason a how long gone fitness stipend now that you said that. But explain, explain. Knox <laughs> is not cheap. Please explain how that works because that's nice of them. It's very nice. Yeah, it's one of the perks of, of finally being on a, on staff as of a year or two ago. So I, they give us three hundred bucks per year to put towards whatever, like whatever fitness. Thing. That's not so that covered a full that, that covered a full TRX kit though, right? That's like one fifty. Yeah, just barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just barely. That'll do a whole month at Equinox too. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I got like a what like this like the nicer yeah. version of the strap. So it was like two hundred and twenty five thirty bucks. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I think. I think my form sucked and I, and I did something when I was doing like the, uh, the bicep curls yeah, yeah, yeah. or something where like fucked it up and it's been two months now. So you don't have tennis elbow. You have TR elbow. Yeah. I think once you, once you figure it out, you play through the pain. I mean, cause I, w- when I had tennis elbow, it was at the beginning of my tennis career and it was, it was only because of bad form. And then once I kind of corrected it, learned how to hit it properly, I haven't had tennis elbow in years well i never got i played tennis for 20 years i never got it playing tennis 20 years Golly. oh you you played that serious when you were you played like all growing up like as a kid I, I played fairly i played fairly seriously like i played uh probably my high point i mean i was number one on a shitty high school team okay um and then i went to college and like 
played practice squad with the guys there. But never, never like you know, wasn't really on the team. How serious? How serious was it? At college were those guys like really playing? Um, it was an Ivy League school, and like they're pretty serious in most of those. <laughs> yeah, schools, they're pretty so, yeah, serious. Was, they're yeah. pretty serious about everything. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> Tennis is, yeah. is part of everything. Tennis, squash. You Does know, the Ivy like, League crowd real- enjoy the game of tennis? <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize. I think, yeah, you know, they're, it's, they're known to like a little, little tennis. It's, did they have um, clay courts at Brown? The soft sports. They didn't. That would have been cool, though. They didn't have them in Rhode Island. So you played. Oh, so you played. Pre- why aren't you getting back into it? Or is it, do you have some trauma attached to it? I'd like to. I don't have any. I don't have any friends who play. Actually, like I should make some friends who play. I guess, mm. or at least get a good wall. Yeah, good wall. I was playing in Atlanta with a coach, and it was really great and like so affordable there. But there was a big kerfuffle with like the courts and who was managing them. It like switched hands while I was there. It was a lot of drama to like find one and get one. It was like the the scheduling system was all fucked up. But speaking of booms, I mean, you should get back into it. I think I will. I'm I'm, I'm like a, I'm in my last year in my 30s, and like it's time to probably go back to the soft sports and stop playing all that contact we're gonna we're gonna yeah i know you're playing a lot of i know you're playing a lot of football you know what i mean on the on the weekends like full (laughs) contact i play i I do play a lot of contact basketball like i I do like a rough game of basketball yeah yeah i like to play some good i like to play some pickup what kind of what kind of hooper are we are we are we a handler are we a Uh, a surgeon i'm a i'm a three and d i'm a three and d kind of guy yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm really i got great length incredible length For a six-two guy, you've got incredible length, is what you're saying. I've got a I've got a six-three wingspan for a six-two. <laughs> yeah, guy. that's great. Got it, got it, got it. Where are you playing pickup? Yeah. Where are you playing pickup ball? I'm, I'm exaggerating a little. I played probably like last year was the last time I played in uh, in Candler Park. Candler yeah, because I used to play. I mean, no one's no one's no one's been playing. I used to play in right, Atlanta, right, I used right. to play in Atlanta, and it would just always devolve into like a fight. Like every single pickup game would devolve into a fight. And I just was like, yeah, that's yeah. that's what Charles is talking about. He said he likes a full contact game, and that's, that's exactly true. what he means. I just broke too many rims, and people got mad. <laughs> I'm sure they know? did. I'm sure they're like, we got This guy's got to stop. He's too, he's too this good. Three and D rim smasher. He keeps ruining every game. We have to go. We have to write a letter to the city and have him install a new board every time. At, at one point in time, I, I could grab rim, but I never threw it down. Never could throw it down. Welcome to the club, baby. That's that's me, and I'm six nine. Yeah, Jason can't. It's Jason's vertical is four and a half inches, and somehow he's still not able to to put the ball. In four and the a hole. half soaking wet. But I am. Uh, I'm. I'm now that I'm following the basketball biologist. I'm learning all the tips and tricks on how to get my vertical up, and I'll be dunking again in no time. So I did. I did have a friend who years ago bought the the shoes that were like, you guys seen these shoes that are yeah. supposed to help you yeah. with your vertical. Yes. Everyone I know who's gotten them, or I've heard of who's gotten them, injures themselves. Yeah, because like, yeah. like, tears. Where's their calf muscle? Jesus. Like you're these crazy looking. I might like, as well black. be playing in some red bottoms. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> tearing your calf muscle trying to get a vertical when you're not a professional athlete is crazy. The grind never stops, Chris. You wouldn't understand. I didn't know you were such an athlete. I didn't know we were dealing with a, a, a athlete, an Ivy League tennis player. I, I, I don't know a single thing about him, but I kind of I kind of knew that he was an athlete. I got that vibe. Look, from him. look, I I crawled my way to the top of a mountain. I didn't make the college tennis team. I can't dunk. I, I'm a three and D guy. Sure, right? sure. So, you but you're further it. along than us because we we discovered music, music and skateboarding, and graffiti, and didn't revisit athletics until like five <laughs> years ago. Once it was too late. Yeah. But one of our one of my friends and our, our de facto tennis coach, he he says that I'm just a waste. I wasted my size. You know what I mean? Um, by by not becoming an athlete, and I think about that every single day as I do my little lifting. That's a, that's a typical short king take, though. 
You know, if I had a dollar for every time a short person walked up to me and told me that, I wouldn't be talking to you, fucking guys. Chris, you, Chris, you're about six feet tall, aren't you? He's six four. I'm about six foot four. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I'm a. Yeah, oh, you yeah, are. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we only, we only, we only met met one time, but six six five with the tabbies on. We were sitting. You, I mean, you, you've got long legs, probably. Yeah. Huh? No, I'm, I'm actually torso guy. Um, but it could have been my. Me too. It could have been my clothing choices. I wasn't wearing my my <laughs> uh, lifts. I think you had your boots on that had a little extra. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm, yes. not, I'm not stupid. Yes. I see what you were doing. You were trying to intimidate me. You alpha me. <laughs> so, Chris, you're more of a longer torso, shorter legs. Well, I mean, based on my pants inseam, um, I prefer like a 30 inseam uh, for a no break look with the loafers. Which, if I was, you know, if I had long legs, that would that wouldn't be possible, Jason. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm le- I'm I'm big leg, small torso. I'm 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 big pants, tiny top twitter and you are <laughs> yeah. big torso short you're you're, you're shaped like a hot depop more seller. dwarf and dwarf like <laughs> yeah Wait, yeah. say that again chris I you're, sh- you. you're, you're shaped like a hot depop seller you say it like it's a bad thing big ass torso head ass little leg motherfucker <laughs> so i actually have like an ongoing so i'm the i'm the only one in my family over six feet tall congratulations like, that's uh, big that's big but uh, yeah i mean it's it's the first and probably biggest accomplishment of my life <laughs> Um, that I, you know, my dad and brother were hard work pays off, baby. But, uh, I did do the stretching thing that Jordan did. You know, did you guys watch the Jordan video? He stretched on the chin up bar. Come fly with me. The, 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 you ever see yeah. that? So he, he, he would do that to try and make his body taller. Uh, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Or, or just as a good stretch. I do that. I do pull up bar stretches every day. Actually. I think he, he read somewhere that would make him taller. So I, I believed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've been, I've always wanted to get those ankle boots where I can clip the ankles, ankles on Richard gear style and then hang upside down. But I never know i will for sure get stuck or kill myself or you know have some type that's a richard gear thing they're in the movie gigolo from yeah the, from the mid uh, from the late 80s um where he plays a male prostitute um yeah and romance ensues but the opening monologue scene, he's doing like he's doing a workout in his like penthouse loft in new york or whatever mm-hmm. and he has a pull-up bar he's doing like these shirtless like slow sexy pull-ups and then he straps on these like plastic ankle boots and then does like a little somersault flip and hangs upside down. He's doing crunches and shit. I think I've seen the, I think I've seen the GIF version of that. That's- yeah, I mean it's a it's an iconic the first ten minutes of that movie are amazing. Like yeah. Blondie call me is playing while he's hauling ass down. Oh, it's actually in San Francisco, not in New York, but the rest of the movie is awful, but great scene. But I, let me just circle back real quick to what I was trying to say, which is not super exciting. But uh, I went to the doctor yesterday and got measured for the first time in a year, two years, whatever. And they measured everything, honey. <laughs> I was, I have an ongoing, I have an ongoing like arguing with my brother who doesn't believe I'm six, two and a half. Oh, I love this. And, and I love the doc- this. The doctor, the doctor verified yeah. that I got it on the piece of paper. Yeah. Sent my brother the piece of paper. He's got all the other information about me that, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to know. <laughs> yeah. um, unfortunately, like, yeah, unfortunately. You're six, two and a half, but we need to work on this blood pressure, bro. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. there are some but, other uh, issues. Yeah, but I am six two and a half, Robert. If you're listening, now it's it's everyone knows. Suck it, Robert. I hope you made the doctor pose with the piece of paper, to, like to prove that it was not not altered. <laughs> you know what I mean? That it was that it was a hundred percent authentic. Well, my brother he immediately assumed that I bribed him, and I was like, if I bribed him, I would have bribed to be a full. I would have bribed to be a full six three. Yeah, totally. Perfect yeah. crime. Yeah, that is a perfect crime. Yeah, you, we Why need to figure out a way to get a non fungible height documentation that can <laughs> That's a great idea. where the authenticity authenticity can be forever forged on the blockchain. 
blockchain. You understand? <laughs> that does. That's a good so, idea. That's a good idea. What do you and your brother get along very well? I imagine he's a teacher out in San Diego. He live. He's the happy one of the happiest people I know. He lives a very very fulfilling life. He surfs. He hangs out with kids during the. His, he teaches English to junior high kids. Surfs when he gets home. Drinks drinks a few beers. Smokes smokes some legal weed. San Diego people are yeah, real happy. That is, that, he probably books. eats some bomb ass carne asada fries. Well, he is married. He's married, but he's very happily married. He's, he loves <laughs> he's his, married, but he he's very happily wife. married. I want to be very clear that he's happy. <laughs> he's married, but he actually likes the chick. <laughs> Truly, like it's 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 cool to see. I don't know a ton of people who are. I don't know anybody's as happily married as my brother. Which is, that is nice. It's nice. like Cali Kush, baby. It is the Cali Kush. I would agree, but I think that the the. How did he end up in San Diego? Was he just attracted to the lifestyle? Frisbee golf? Um, he wrote. So he rode his bicycle from Vermont. God damn it! I knew there were so. I knew. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> How did I end up in San Diego? I just went to Vermont and rode my bike there. <laughs> he did a cross country bike ride to Napa. He got a job in Napa, did that for a year or two, teaching school, then got a better job in San Diego. I've always been envious of these people who just do that shit of just like, I'm just going to ride my bike to Napa and go work on a winery and just, I'll figure it out as I go along. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? And and so, and those people have so much fun. They do. Such it's, a better yeah. life. They, there's just like a couple little chromosomes and different, or in their DNA strain, it's just like, Oh, I don't care about this big block of worry that most of us have. I'm just going to do this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he, you know, unless they end up dead or in jail, they have a great time. I, I think being next to the ocean has a lot to do with it for yeah. him. Um, being near, being near a mountain, kind of gives me that that buzz, that vibe. Um, mm, but, so Atlanta must be working out really, really great for you then. Lots of mountains there. Whereas I need to be <laughs> near a Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I do spend as much time as possible in North Georgia, and I spent like the first five months of the pandemic in Oregon. Um, so I was, I was actually in the mountains out in hood river. Were nice. you, were you there on, on assignment or you were just randomly there like house sitting or something? I was house sitting an incredible house. I'm actually going back in July. Damn, okay. House sitting this house looks out over the Columbia river gorge. My, my girlfriend came and we thought we we're gonna be there for a month or two. And we ended up sticking around. That's great. Why not? I feel like you've got it figured out in a lot of ways. I, f- I feel like this man ha- is living a, a better lifestyle than me, and I'm a little upset, to be honest. That's right, Chris. He, he gets to live a, no- a bit of a nomadic lifestyle while also having the key to the golden handcuffs of Condé Nast, right? Exactly. That's the goal. Yeah. That $300 stipend in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, he's rich with stipends. <laughs> but I do think that the, I mean, the, but the kind of position you have, like that exists there, but it's not super common. Is that true? Or or is it more common? Which position? Like, like, staff writer? Like staff writer, but not having to cut, like not being in New York, not going into the tower, like being able to do your thing wherever yeah. you are. Yeah, how many people work at the New Yorker who you know live in Georgia or live in you know a, a faraway land? Obviously, don't, I'm the only one in Georgia, but they. I think I was the first in an experiment that's so far so good to try to try to like put mainly on like web web focused writers who also contribute some to the magazine around the country and like make the New Yorkers reach a bit farther and like it's focused a, little, a bit a, little, a bit less New York centric yeah. mm-hmm. and to like do less less parachuting in and more like 
organic. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit, and I think it. I mean, it, it makes so much sense. It's like I don't know why if if there's something going on in a place, it, it's going to be better if it's written about a, by a resident than someone from New York who flies in for two days, does the research, and flies back. It's not going to be the same, right? And I've done I've done my fair amount of like that flying in and out and like i know the limitations of it and it's uh i do i do cover stuff beyond georgia of course where i'm like i'm not Mm -hmm. i don't have a lot of inherent uh knowledge of of the area but like even being a southerner and going into like alabama north carolina like i have some contacts it's better than starting it's a whole region though i feel like in atlanta being the metropolis of that is the best place to live probably you know for for depending on what you're into but you know you can go everywhere yeah yeah i mean ProPublica just invested in like they're doing the same thing now. They're just invested mm-hmm. in a bunch of regional reporters in the Midwest and the South. Like the New York of Georgia place. almost. Is that safe to say, guys? <laughs> yeah. Atlanta? Yeah. <laughs> it would be safe to say that. I believe so. I couldn't live anywhere else. I mean, the South, I could live in Charleston maybe, but I feel like it'd be a little too slow for me. What do you think of your Southern road trip? Maybe you've covered this in previous podcasts that I haven't no, Jason. Yeah, Jason. What? 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 What was your number one? My favorite city in the South is Miami, but um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, I really liked hitting. Um, Can you name five cities in the South? I'm just kidding. Chattahoochee, <laughs> Tuscaloosa. <laughs> uh, I, I think maybe like in I, I preferred North Carolina. Maybe I mean, of course, Atlanta, you know, that has the most going on, the most culture, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I enjoy that the most. But I think our time in North Carolina, I you liked, liked it a little you liked bit more Asheville. South Carolina. You liked Asheville more than Charleston or Nashville. I did. I did. I, I think that that town had a little bit more of a vibe and energy that I was that I was with. Charleston is just not for me. I'm just not that kind of person. They don't like me. I don't like them. Oh, you don't like you don't like beautiful you don't like beautiful architecture and old money. I don't know how we're friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just it just it was Charleston is a little too plantationy. Yeah. It was a little too you know just southern. You're very close to you're very you're very close to the uncomfortable history of the South there for yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're literally on top of Asheville. Asheville is just like everyone is just like. Nice to each other. It was chill. It was cool. It's too crunchy. I just like the energy there. It's too there. crunchy for me. It's too crunchy for me. But I like it there. I mean, I think it's cool. And, I like and a crunch. I'm a crunchy guy. You don't know what crunchy is, bitch. You're from Orange County. You've never experienced real crunch. Chris, you can, <laughs> Chris, you can, you can in Asheville. You can get like flights of kombucha. I do look. I, yeah, I, I like. I in theory, and the first time I went there over the summer, actually, and, I, and my our friends had moved there. Um, and I was like, the weather is, be- I get the appeal. It's like very beautiful. And it's obviously it's on the trail. So I know you're biased. Um, but yeah. it's a little too, it's a little too crunchy, a little too fucking check out the brewery vibe for me, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. but also driving yeah. around, yeah. like going in and out of Asheville. It's like these beautiful, beautiful rolling hills and trees and forests. And you're driving through these magical little whimsical tunnels and it's, it felt like more of a storybook town and, and then driving through South Carolina, it's like. There's like a KKK stronghold. <laughs> there's a alligator eating a grandma. That, there's a tire fire. That's true. And then, just, and then and then like and now we're in stinky Charleston where it smells like tugboats and oysters. When you were when you were talking about North Carolina there for a second, you were really channeling the data book author. Wow. The data book. Uh, oh. Data book. You were you were okay. on it there, man. 
torn from the pages of the data book? Maybe Jason's maybe yeah. Jason's more of an outdoorsman than I thought. I mean, I I just don't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd rather see a, a a dream catcher on the door than a Confederate flag on the door. That's all I'm saying. Well, look, no one. Hey, don't don't do that. That's not what. That is not what I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Charleston has a more robust dining scene. Jason, the reason Jason likes likes Asheville so much is that we took them to Mellow Mushroom for the first time and it blew his fucking little <laughs> Orange County peanut brain. I, I mean, it just I felt like Come I was on. home there. Wow. I felt like I was home. You know what I mean? Yeah. But isn't that in that basically that's from Atlanta, right? Yeah, like but it's it's pretty Atlanta, big in the Mushroom. South. But it's as far as that kind of pizza restaurant goes, it's top tier. And it was it's delicious. I'm I, a big vibes guy and the vibes are strong. Yeah, the vibes are strong. I think you did get a a, a IPA flight at I naturally did get an IPA flight. You start at the lighter, and of course you head on to the the thicker, dankier, chunkier ones towards the end. A real knife and fork stout. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Are you a big sours guy, Jason? Not not big, but I like to tangle with the sour. Only only diesel. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I I'm cool with the sour as long as it's not too gnarly. But yeah, yeah, it's it's crisp and refreshing on a on a hot summer day for sure. You got a you got a sour wreck? Uh, no, I just I was trying to try to poke fun at you a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like sours, sour, sours are for I don't know what they're for. There, there's some sours are for what? Charles, let's finish it up. <laughs> <laughs> a certain kind of uh, white fella that uh, probably includes me. Well, <laughs> oh, my, I, I prefer a crisp uh, Japanese lager. That's probably my my beer zone. Nice. Yeah, I like some. Japanese. I've actually, I can attest. I've seen you put down some Japanese loggers in our time together. Yeah, pitcher of Sapporo, leave the glass. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Charles, uh, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure to catch up. Um, it's been fun, and yeah, I've guys. I've been inspired to spend more time outside and to push myself physically, even though I'm I'm older. Um, I think that's my number one takeaway from this conversation. I don't know about you, Jason. Get yourself some poles, man. Get some poles. <laughs> no, of mm-hmm. course, of course. Yeah, get some poles and Chris. <laughs> We need to remember to take time to unplug from our MacBook Pros and get out there and breathe in a little bit of that fresh American air. I, I agree. If you guys want to include a link to the story I wrote about my my frozen penis, yeah, um, yes, yeah, please forward please, the frozen please. penis. Yeah, that's good. That's good for us. We cold ass it. dick will be found in the show notes of this episode today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys, you can find Charles uh, on the New, on the New Yorker dot com. Uh, he's also on Twitter dot com. Um and uh, anything else we should be looking out for, Charles? He's on Instagram, but he's private. I'm wa- I'm awaiting my approval. Maybe it happened oh, sure. during a recording. Have I been putting you on ice? <laughs> no, no, no. I I applied for my <laughs> application I just I probably 45 <laughs> minutes ago. Okay, I'll check. I'll, 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 look, I'll look at your shit before I. <laughs> okay, I love the honesty with the vetting pro. You know, I just I need to tag you when I promote your episode, so you know I like. To- oh, I'm in. I'm all about the promotion. It's helpful for us to promote. Okay, he's back now. Yeah. So you guys check out Charles on the New Yorker dot com, New Yorker magazine on Twitter, and um, any uh, on your local trail, of course. Yes. We appreciate you taking the time, Charles. Yeah. Thank thanks, you. Charles. We'll all see right, you later, bro. You Have all. a good one. See y'all.